Good morning, folks. Nine minutes past eight on this Friday morning. That's uh, Dublin time. Hope you're well. Weather is good. Can't complain. Getting the old chiselers ready for school. Uh, slight name change for me. The Daily Larb. Uh, be considering how to use Anchor to its uh, to its full extent, or um, at least to its full extent within my understanding of the platform, being a newbie and all that. So I figure I'm going to launch a new show, and the existing show, the LARB, will remain. That's a weekly show. I'll keep that. It'll be a little bit more uh, structured. Uh, it'll include interviews and uh, more lengthy, um, thought-out ideas, I suppose. The Daily LARB will be more of... Uh, rough and ready type of thing and right now I suppose I'll just kind of wing it a little bit and see how it goes but the basic structure will be uh, do a quick uh, segment in the morning do another one uh, in mid morning another one around lunch time one more mid afternoon and then maybe one in the evening time and uh, stitch all them together and shoot out maybe a 20 minute show uh, sometime in the afternoon, late afternoon, and uh, we'll see how that goes for a while. Uh, in terms of topics, it'll be more of the same. It'll be a little bit about what I'm up to, and uh, a little bit more in terms of uh, philosophy, life, work, creativity, art, whatever you're having yourself, and whatever floats my boat. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, it's a big experiment. This whole thing is a big experiment. So we'll see where it takes us, and um, and that's it. That's all you can do, isn't it? Uh, there's no getting it right because it's always changing, and for it to stay the same is really a little bit naive on our part, or for us to expect it to stay the same rather. So we'll give it a lash, and uh, we'll see how this one goes. So welcome to the Daily Larb, and I shall see you at some stage later this morning. And uh, we go from there. Okay. Have a good one. I should also add, which I failed to add in my last segment, that the Daily Lab will go out uh, on iTunes. So when I compile all these little segments later on, fire them up on iTunes, create a new daily show. And uh, I'm taking a little bit of um, advice there from uh, my man, Crazy Asian who seems to have his SH1T together in regard to uh, the old podcast. So um, I'm going to give it a lash on a daily basis and see where it takes me. All right. So I'm here this morning, just about to leave the house. Kids are off to school. And I just had my breakfast. And I'm eating paleo these days because uh, I want to shift my metabolism and uh, burn some excess meat that I've managed to uh, accumulate over the last year or two. And uh, it works pretty well, paleo, um, eating this way along with exercise. So this morning I had uh, scrambled eggs and black pudding. And although the black pudding has some barley in there, and strictly speaking it shouldn't be on the menu, it is because I like it. And I am pretty strict about these things once I start, but um, I'm not like psycho, you know, I'm not 
completely uh, 100% regimental. I do give myself a little bit of leeway. I take a drop of milk in my coffee and I have the odd bit of black pudding. But um, altogether, I, I do stick to the, the, the rules, which are uh, no wheat, no processed food and stuff, as much as possible. Um, but what's the big deal in all of this? Uh, I was thinking about it and um, I've just kicked off this new kind of eating habit and some of you out there, and a lot of people eat like this all the time, so it's no big deal. And uh, So why am I making a big deal of it? Well, you see, the whole thing of change is that it's new and it's fresh and people like to talk about it, people like to discuss it, people like to share it. And for some people it's not new, so it's boring, and that's fine. But um kind of got me thinking about work and career and uh, the evolution of what we do um, and why we're on here at all sharing what we do, um, even the stupid stuff, you know, the incidental stuff like traffic and weather and people and politics. Well, politics is not too incidental. Well, it is, but we just make a big deal of it. But um, it got me thinking about work and, and uh, creating art and the evolution of art and being okay with being a noob, you know, being okay with not being perfect and being okay with it not being where you want it to be. And I think that's essential because if we beat ourselves up for not being further down the road, um, it spoils our progress completely. I mean, how can we possibly have a good outcome if the journey is not enjoyable? So I think um, in relation to the podcast and the LARB and the daily LARB, uh, and where it's going um, I'm just okay with it being rough and ready I'm just okay with the little errors and the mistakes and the recordings and, and it's not perfect but every day I do something it gets better every day I see something that I can refine a little more um, and improve on and I don't mean by refine that I take anything away or that uh, I make it smaller but I improve it from my perspective Maybe sharpen it up a little bit, um, polish it up a bit, make it look and sound a bit better, and maybe add a bit more um, can do that too. So uh, that's it on that subject. I'll be back around lunchtime. I'll talk to you then. Ah, Dr. New, beautiful stuff. That's a great compilation of songs. Um, someone I want to introduce you to, if you want to check him out, is Ray Heffernan, singer-songwriter. Uh, you'll get him at ispod.ie here on Anchor, ispod.ie. It's a new thing he's starting about songwriting, and uh, he's interviewing songwriters and talking about the whole process and what have you. You might find it interesting. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, this stuff is, is core, you know, and uh, it's ancient. The whole uh, idea of taking stories and tales and fables and, and truths and uh, telling those stories through song is, well, it's as old as the hills, isn't it? So, um, yeah, go on to Lou Kelly, go on to Dubs, go on to Dubliners. I'll talk to you later. Check this out, actually. I'll play a track for you. Nearly lunchtime, folks. What's on the menu? I'm going to skip lunch today and carry on with this piece, this piece of work and get it finished and uh, try to get out here at a reasonable hour. Um, on the subject of lunchtime, I noticed the other day, I was up around Sandyford, South County, Dublin, and... Uh, Everyone was spilling our work, obviously, at one o'clock. People do it everywhere, you know. Um, you get your lunch break and you go for your lunch. And uh, 
what amazes me is that everybody, and most people are so willing to uh, assign themselves to these rules, you know. It's almost like you have to get permission to go to the loo. It's like being back at school, you know. You have to raise your hand. Although maybe not quite like that, but uh, we do follow, um, most of us follow these rules and uh, without thinking too much about it. And to me, that's, uh, it's amazing. Um, Behaviourism at its best or at its worst, which is it? Uh, I'm not sure. But, uh, so the Daily Larb continues. Um, It's lunchtime and I'll post each day around lunchtime. And... um, Today I'll take the opportunity to tell you a little bit more about me. This show is going to go out on iTunes. If you're listening on Anchor, you'll hear these individual segments as they go out. Uh, Later in the day, I'll piece them all together and I'll shoot out an episode for the Daily Larb podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and all those other guys. I do have another podcast simply called The Larb. It's a weekly show and uh, it's a little more structured. I was talking about it earlier on. Um, but this one be a little bit different, so it's going to be a little bit kind of slapped together and see how it goes, you know. But uh, so uh, about me, so I'm an electrician. I'm a Sparks. Um, I've been in this business since I was probably oh first introduced to it when I was about 13. Went working with my father during the summer. So 13 during the summer from school. Uh, 14 again. 15. I went for the tour year in a row, and then I didn't go back to school. I began an apprenticeship and uh, I suppose I was at a bit of an advantage over other kids um, starting out insofar as those those guys were uh, very few girls mind you mostly blokes uh, most of those guys were 18 19 some of them were early 20s when they were starting so I was 15 and uh, already had a bit of um, bit of a head start so uh, a natural occurrence of that was I was good and uh, believe it or not, I'm still good. I'm very good at this game, and I kind of enjoy it. But for a while, I didn't enjoy it. For a while, uh, I hated it, and um, that's not how it started out. I did enjoy it, and I did love what I was doing. The process, the technical element of it, solving problems, fixing faults, uh, figuring stuff out, um, it, t- it tended to come easy for me. So uh got into it, enjoyed it, but had the urge to start my own business. That was back in 2000, around 2000, 2001. So I did and uh, built it up, did did a lot of big work and had a lot of people working for me and a lot of vans and all that kind of stuff. And then the crash came and that all fell asunder. And uh, I ended up hating what I was doing, so I gave it up for a while. But around 2009, I started uh, doing a bit online and writing online, so... Uh, I've kept that up to to a large extent, and Anchor is uh, podcasting is kind of the latest thing. In the last probably twelve months, I've been experimenting a lot with it. It's twelve to eighteen months, I suppose. And the Larb is the latest uh, rendition, the latest uh, uh, version of what I'm doing. So um, I'm still online, and I've uh, I've gone back to the Sparkin, and uh, it puts money in my pocket. I'm grateful for it. It's taught me a lot. And um, I'm still pretty good at it, um, and I like doing it. But this time around, it's different. It's just me, uh, and that's what I'm keeping it at. Uh, just going to do a bit to fund my education. I'm in college as well. I'm studying psychology, doing a BA, and after that, I'll go on and do the masters. And after that, well, we'll see. Might move on and do the PhD, but that's a bit down the road. 
So for now, uh, the nature of the content, I suppose, will be centred around what I've always written about and spoken about is work and art and creativity and life and being alive and what it means to be mixing up here in this crazy world um, or what seems to be crazy a lot of times and doing what everyone else is doing and that's trying to figure this out you know so when I'm not screwing screws in and connecting cables and fixing faults and doing all that kind of crack um, I'm writing and uh, I write the occasional short story uh, the occasional piece of poetry uh, I write about what I think I write about life and work and all that kind of stuff uh, I also podcast um, the LARP as I said is the weekly show and the daily LARP is just uh, a bunch of stuff that I shoot out on Anchor and that'll go out as a separate show and I'll keep it up for as long as I feel enthused you know um, nothing lasts forever and uh I understand that consistency counts. I only spoke about that uh, on Thursday on the weekly LARP. Uh, actually, I might change the name of that to the weekly LARP, and this will be the daily LARP. At least that, there's some obvious differentiation there. Um, so, yeah, I was talking about building building uh, your profile online and how uh, artists and creatives can build a profile, a profile online. I've been doing it since 2009 when I first started promoting my business and marketing online. So... Uh, the technical stuff um, uh, gets my interest. I enjoy it. I love it. I love figuring stuff out. And uh, it's what I do with the sparking as well. But um, So Thursday I, I spoke about that and I wrote about it on an article accompanying that episode. So if you want to check it out, it's on iTunes. Just search for the LARP, you'll find me. And um, as I said, the, 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 the daily LARP will be um, kind of a mishmash of stuff. So I hope you'll tune in. And uh, whatever you're up to today, I hope you're having a good one. My day is a little bit nuts. I'm down at a client's place, um, large property on the outskirts of Dublin. And uh, I've two very dysfunctional animal animals uh, at, in the backyard and I'm trying to work and they're going bananas. Uh, roaring their head off every time they see me. And um, it's, it creates a difficult um, set of circumstances to work in. But uh, anyway, I'll do what I have to do and get through it and get out the other side and uh, make a few bob. And that's what it's all about. Uh, so that's all I've got for you this afternoon. I will shoot a segment out again around uh, late afternoon and then mash them all together and get the old Daily LARP podcast going on iTunes. Um, so that's it. Okay, so whatever you're up to, have a good one. I shall talk to you later. Take care now. I'd murder a coffee right now. Double or treble shot. Espresso. Drop of water. Drop of milk. Nice. As long as it has the creme on the top, I'm happy. If you put the water in second, you destroy the creme on the top of the coffee. So, uh, don't do that. Alright? Okay, hurry up, I'm waiting. Oh my god, I'm listening to this all day. I just don't know what to tell you. So I'm almost an hour getting home from the old bit of work today. And um, 
the M50 motorway, broken down truck, always a nice one, Friday afternoon, traffic was a nightmare. The journey should usually take about, mm, I'd say about 25 minutes, 30 minutes tops, from the door of my gaff to the door of the gaff where I was working. Uh, but I'm now still on the old motorway and uh, I'm 55 minutes on the road, so it'll be an hour and five by the time I get home. Anyway, such is life, first world problems. Um, I'm okay with it though, I'm not losing it, it's alright. So my belly is rumbling, I haven't eaten a scrap since breakfast. Uh, I decided to just plow on, get the job done. Try and get as much of it done as I could. Be back there next week. Um, and uh, my belly is rumbling. Now, usually when my belly rumbles, I start thinking of all kinds of delicious things like, oh, I don't know, ciabatta with uh, grilled chicken and pesto and rocket and tomato and mozzarella. Beautiful. My favorite sandwich. I make them myself, but bread is out, you see. I'm on the old paleo, so bread is off the menu, and I have to come up with something else. I have to delve into my creative mind and come up with something nourishing and tasty. And that's, that's tricky because the old mind uh, likes momentum, and likes things the way they are, so, uh, Anyway, not to worry, you'll figure something out. But uh, what I wanted to tell you was, I'm just off the blower. Just got off the blower with um, Corey Huff. You know the uh, Abundant Artist guy? And if you know the AbundantArtist.com? It's uh, an artist's website. It teaches artists and creatives how to do business. And uh, he found me stuff, some of my stuff, I don't know where. Maybe it was on Facebook or something else. I have no idea where he found it. But uh, he dropped me a message and he says, uh, do you want to hook up? And I said, yeah. So we're going to hook up in November. He's over this part of the world uh, for a conference in London, I believe. And he's going to spend a couple of days in Ireland and we're going to hook up for a few chats and an old sandwich and maybe a pint. I don't know if he drinks. And uh, I, was, I was pretty chuffed that he got in touch. And... Um, We'll record an old episode. I'll get him chit-chatting with me about uh, the Abundant Artists and the Abundant Artists Association. And uh, I'll share that with you on the podcast. The Daily LARP, I'll post an extract. And also uh, on the Weekly LARP, the old, uh, the main show. So keep your earballs out for that. I'm looking forward to it. That's in November, so a few weeks away yet. But... Uh, should be interesting. What else have I got for you today? Um, I don't know. There is a compulsion when you're on the old anchor or whatever that you have to keep talking and that big pauses aren't uh, welcome, you know? It's kind of like, shit, I have to keep talking. What am I going to say next? And, um, I think long pauses are good, you know. 
they help deliver context and that's interesting because we think we think that uh, the space holds nothing you know but the space plays a very important role it allows us to contextualize what it is we're looking at if there was no space there would be no things if there was no space there would be no music there would be no tones and notes there would be no experience there would be no human beings there would be no nothing so the space is good the pauses are good so I'm gonna pause more like that you know sun is about an hour away from setting and I'm telling you now I'm looking at one of the most so I got cut off there ran out road what I was trying to tell you was the sun is just about an hour away from setting maybe a little bit less than that and there isn't a cloud in the sky and it's beautiful and uh, it was pretty ordinary in the sense that it happens every day sometimes it's clouds sometimes it's not clouds but in the autumn time uh, it's particularly spectacular for me I was born in the autumn so maybe that's why but the sun's setting over there to me right it sets down beyond the Phoenix Park where I live uh, and it casts in um, maybe not so much in the autumn but the end, towards the tail end of the summer when it sets it casts in this orange glow through the front uh, window of my house and uh, it's gorgeous uh, and over to me left is the moon and it's kind of like a crescent moon and it's, it's just about visible uh, and as the sun sets then that'll become more prominent in the sky but um, these ordinary things are uh, remarkable, you know, um, if we stop to see them. The trees on my road as well uh, are pretty gorgeous. They're, they're birch trees, mature birch, and all the leaves are kind of greeny and yellowy and stuff and brown. The ones on the top are all brown. And uh, one or two of the trees are fuck all on them, all the leaves are gone. But most of them are all kind of browny, browny yellowy now. And it uh, looks great this time of year. I love this time of year. So that's it. That's it for today. Today was a day. And any day is a good day. Or at least has the potential to be a good day. And uh, anyway, good buzz about the old Corey Huff from The Abundant Artist. Looking forward to hooking up with him. And... Uh, if you're listening on iTunes, this is the end of episode number one uh, of the, the Daily LARP daily show I'm going to put together now. This is the first one and uh, we'll see how it turned out because these are all individually recorded little segments and uh, Anchor allows you to stitch them together. So you'll hear from me again tomorrow. Uh, I shall sign off now. I'm going to fill my belly with food and... Uh, Hopefully stay away from the bread. I'm on paleo, you know. Right, that's it from me. Good luck. Talk to you later. How are you, Lar? Little coffee hack for you. Check it out. This is something I've learned um, since moving to Italy, and I do it every time. I use a percolator to make me coffee. Um, so get your, your whichever your cup, glass, whatever you're, you're, you're drinking your coffee out of, Get the first three drops that come out of the percolator, throw them into that coffee receptacle, okay, with two spoonfuls of sugar, 
and whip it up, whip it up, whip it up, till it becomes like a a thin caramel thing. You know what I mean? Kind of a gooey, gooey cream, right? Brown cream. And then pour your coffee in on top when when the coffee's all finished and and gargling away, and um, it creates a, like a little layer of creamy sweet goodness on top of your coffee you know check it out give it a try let me know out so i'm going to finish up tonight and talk a little bit about race and uh discrimination um skin color uh discrimination of all kinds uh for me it's never about skin color skin color is merely an excuse um See, human beings move uh, either consciously or subconsciously based on the information we receive via our nervous system, our eyes, our ears, our touch, our taste, uh, our smell. And despite what a lot of us would uh, rather believe, the fact of the matter is, we make a lot of our choices automatically. They're made even before we make them, if you know what I mean. Um, and there's momentum behind our behavior. Now, that momentum can change, but generally speaking, if you're looking for a shift in momentum in our attitudes towards each other, uh, and our tolerance of each other, and tolerance of our differences, um, it's going to take time. It doesn't happen overnight. And sometimes, a lot of the time, uh, sometimes, a lot of the time, it's uh, the energy behind our notion of discrimination is so focused on the difference that it merely serves to prolong the difficulty and even exacerbate it, you know? I mean... The black-white thing, uh, of course it exists all over the world, dark skin, white skin. In India, for example, the, the, uh, there's discrimination, centuries, centuries old discrimination between uh, Indians of a particular skin tone and uh, their fellow countrymen of another skin tone. And they would both be seen by, let's say, people from the West in the States, let's say, or Ireland or the UK or anywhere else as all being Indian but in the country there is this class divide and uh, your skin colour uh, denotes your class uh, to a large degree and in other countries it's the same so this stuff is built in it's it's built in into our uh, psyche our um, collective psyche and uh, it's more pronounced in different parts of the world and it's more pronounced in, in, in even smaller geographical locations in different countries and what have you but um, what's behind all of this fundamentally is what's known as in-group out-group mentality and human beings and animals do it too but we're supposed to have more sense aren't we human beings will always group together and find a group and find common ground and build that up and then by virtue of doing so they isolate themselves or pronounce their difference um, between themselves and another group. And skin colour is just an excuse by which to do that. 
in the UK, for example, they do it with football teams. And in the 80s and early 90s, it was particularly pronounced and uh, particularly violent on the terraces of football matches, where the colour of the jersey you wore was the difference between whether you got home safely or not, or whether you got a glass shoved in your face. And in some parts of the UK, like in, in Scotland, uh, you still have that with Celtic and Rangers, you know? In the north of Ireland, it was about your religion, what side of the, what side of the road you lived on, whether you were a Protestant or whether you were a Catholic. And that had nothing to do with it. Religion had nothing to do with it. But it was reason enough to divide. And um, they only came together on the surface uh, because they were promised money and investment from overseas. That's why the, the Americans were in, why Clinton was in. And why um, the whole uh, North-South thing, why the whole uh, Northern Ireland thing has largely been resolved. It's still there though. It's still, it still exists at a fundamental level and it doesn't exist at the more affluent levels of society, at least to the same extent. It might be more subtle, more, uh, you could argue, more dangerous, uh, more sinister at the higher levels of, of uh, society. But the more pronounced, more violent, the more, the more uh, aggressive um, elements of this discrimination between one side and the other exists amongst the working classes, which brings me to my next point. I watched, just like you did, the supposedly the so-called white supremacists appearing on the street um, in Virginia, was it? I'm, not, I'm sorry, pardon my ignorance. Um, but it was all over the news and um, blacks were irate and uh, whites were irate. And what struck me about what I saw on the TV was uh, the people who were who were out um, protesting against uh, blacks um, were who were called white supremacist um, weren't anywhere close to supreme. Supreme in what way? In their thinking? In their behaviour? Not at all. Sup supremely white, white supremacist. There was nothing supreme about them. From what I saw, they were from the lower echelons of uh, the socio-economic um, grouping, societal grouping. And in large part, they probably were um, at the same, suffering at the same, at the hands of the same uh, problems as many black people do in America. And what, what's amazing about all of this, and it's the same in the north of Ireland when you look at it, the working class and, and even the unemployed classes uh, in north of Ireland throughout the whole uh, troubles in the north was that they were all earning the same money, working the same jobs and struggling the same for existence. Now, the problems that the Catholics at the time were hitting the streets about was inequality at the larger scale, at the larger end. There was uh, there was discrimination against Catholics in the in local local government and what have you. I won't get into that. But what happens is when any one group gets control or or achieves dominance for whatever reason, um, they tend to look after themselves, and that always comes at the loss to those at the lower end of the scale. It happened here after the crash, uh, the economic crash. All these properties that um, were speculated upon 
all of this big building boom, um, all of these developers went under. So we had this this vast array of properties that were available, um, and those properties were made available to the richest in Europe and the richest in the world. They were all packaged together in schemes and sold off. And uh, with the result now that we have a housing shortage, the people, the IMF came into the country and they um, insisted that particular uh, regulations were adhered to. And who paid the bill for all of this? The regular working classes paid the bill. And it was speculation on behalf of the banks that caused in large part, caused the problem. So you have a government who, and it, this is the same everywhere, it's it's the same reason behind the whole black-white divide, the, the same reason before be, behind the whole gay-straight divide. It's because you have one uh, group that are in control uh, of financial affairs and governmental affairs, and they make decisions to benefit themselves. And I think, in large part as well, uh, we have to take responsibility for the position that we find ourselves in. We can sit and give out and we can get up in arms about situations and we can play the role. You know, we play the role uh, that we find ourselves in and we don't even realise it. We um, we play into the hands of the particular situation instead of talking ourselves out of it and getting ourselves into better positions uh, that benefit us. We tend to fight against what we don't like. And that merely, in, in my, from my view, from what I see, merely serves to preserve the status quo. If, you're, if you feel that you're uh, discriminated against and you stand up and you shout about the discrimination that you're under, well, then you're discriminated against, you know? Now, I'm not saying that you should ignore uh, discrimination, but if, you feel, if, you're, if you're already having that experience whereby you're being discriminated against, well, there's momentum behind that. That just didn't, didn't just happen overnight. I think we've got to take responsibility for that, you know? You can continue to stand up and shout about all the things you don't like in the world, or... You can begin to change your situation by virtue of the choices that you make. Black, white, gay, straight, Catholic, Protestant, doesn't matter. And I realise as I say these things, I can hear the voices of other people accuse me of ignoring the issues at hand. That What should we do? Just ignore that people are treating us so bad? I think if people are, are treating us so bad, we brought ourselves to those situations you know and we have a choice we can either personify them or we can allow them burn out and i think uh taking up arms against things we don't like doesn't serve anybody um we just gotta resolve ourselves to change um what's wrong and i'm not saying my opinions should be yours I'm just saying that in my experience when something has come up that I didn't like, the more attention I gave it, the more energy I gave it, well then the bigger it grew. Um, and fighting never works. Never works, not long term. Um, it doesn't. It's only when you uh, it's only when you talk. Um, but listen, I accept Sometimes you got to fight. And if that's your bag, that's your bag. 
sometimes you got to make the other side uncomfortable enough to be willing to sit down and talk. But uh, I don't know how we resolve these things uh, as a society, regardless of the country that you happen to be in. Um, I think maybe it's just the evolution of us, the evolution of man and womankind, of humanity, that we must move through this. And um, it's like William Blake said, the fool in his folly, the fool, <laughs> the fool in his folly will eventually become wise. Uh, and it's true. So I think we'll continue to be foolish and to be stupid and to fight and kill each other and all those things until such times we realise, fuck lads, this doesn't work, you know. So they're my final thoughts for this evening. Um, if you're listening on Anchor, thanks very much. Give us a call in and let me know what you think about these views. I'd be I'd be very interested to talk to you. And uh, also, um, this is going out on iTunes and a whole host of other platforms. Uh, it's the Daily Larb, and I'm signing off for the night. Take it easy, peeps.